0: Welcome to the Godcast, your weekly source for religious news and views, featuring Archbishop Lance Wackley and
1: Rabbi D. Simon. And on this week's show, we discuss the importance of marriage. The parents of Natalie, Robbie Hill, and Casey Lane. Love how they have two different surnames. Probably not married.
2: I don't know why she has a different name. It's this liberal fucking bullshit. Celebrity gossip. You should feel shame, and the celebrities should feel shame. Don't absolve people from shame without asking me first.
1: And the difference between Judaism and Christianity. You know what, people? She's like the Tooth Fairy. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Fuck off! It's sick and wrong. Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for anti-social commentary. I'm one of your host, D. E. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up there, Wacker? Nothing. Like a bit, uh, a bit like discontented this morning. Like, uh, just kind of angry this evening. Uh, Oh, it's
2: really fucking hot here. That's not, uh, helping my mood at all.
1: Is it, uh, because you haven't drank that much yet? Or, or is it because you lost a lot of money at the spelling bee? (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, dude, you always bet on the Indian kids. No, don't yeah, They're all Indian whitey. now.
2: That's the problem. That used to be my that used to be my technique. But now they're all Indian. So what do you like? Just go for the most Indian-looking one,
1: <laughs> the brownest one of all. I didn't say the brownest. The thickest glasses that you could see. Yeah, the thickest um, glasses. You the know, most the most consonants in their surname. Is that one what thing about for?
2: Indian people is they have very nice hair. They so do like have the very thickest, nice hair. darkest hair.
1: And the, the the longest string of consonants in their last name. That's what you, that's what you go for.
2: If you watch that uh, Chris Rock movie about fake hair for black people. It's called black Good women. Hair. It's a great good documentary. Hair. It's called Good Hair. It's a great documentary. But uh, you, they talk about how you know Indian hair is the most coveted hair. Like real India. They go to India and get real Indian women's hair. Well, they use it And then it they for bring extensions. it back to Los Angeles. Yeah. And they sew it into people's head.
1: It, it's a, you, it's you know what's funny about that documentary is they show them uh, – Like these guys would bring like two suitcases just filled with human hair and it's worth like, you know, $60,000. Yeah. They're just going around selling weaves. Yeah. It's a human hair dealers. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. So did you watch the smelling bee? Were there there any white kids? Was it all solid Indians? The whole thing? I didn't watch it.
2: I didn't watch it either. (laughs) I think (laughs) that's a, that's a a (laughs) misconception. Actually I have a, a statistic here It's from This statistic's from 2010 It's not ancient history But uh, 11% of the kids in the That are entered are, are Indian American
1: 11% wow
2: But the winner But those 11% rise to the top So I think that's why you get the uh, False impression that all the kids Because yeah, the finalists are, in are all Indian
1: yeah. you Well know, not all but a were, lot of them are Were you a good speller there man, Like back in the day
2: Maybe back in the day, not not exceptional. No,
1: the rabbi. Now um, I can't
2: spell for shit.
1: The rabbi. Well, you don't have to now, but the, the rabbi was. Uh, I don't have
2: to do anything. I'm an adult. He was a huge <laughs> proponent,
1: a huge proponent of spelling, and uh, really encouraged us to do it. So, as a young child growing up in Southern Africa, I was the winner of many spelling bees.
2: Southern? Af- you mean South Africa? South Africa.
1: But uh, I was the winner of many spelling bees. I had a little, a few trophies, and. Uh, you know, to be honest, it, I can honestly say it, it it didn't really help me as an adult. Um, well, never... you were
2: all, you were advantaged because in South Africa, like they didn't let the brown people near you, so you 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 already like they <laughs> weeded out the brown Indian people and black people from even coming near the spelling bee.
1: You know, that's when Jews used to dominate the, the sports, like even even like regular sports. Like in the nineteen twenties, there were lots of yeah. Jewish basketball players. There were lots of Jewish football players, and then all of a sudden. Um, you know, they started allowing people of color and then the the Jews just kind of just disappear from sports. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Number 42. There's a movie about him right now.
1: But yeah. So, you know, I used to win a lot of spelling bees. I, I never understood though, you know, why, 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 why do people not respect spelling? Is it a sport? Is spelling a sport? Do you consider it a sport? It's on ESPN, the spelling bee.
2: Anything that's on ESPN is a sport. I guess maybe that's as good of.
1: It's a good barometer. It's
2: good a barometer as any. What I, about I, poker? I'm, the op, I'm actually the opposite now, what? I, and not in the sense of uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't trust them. Educated folks, <laughs> they're book learning, and I'm not like that. But uh, it's it's the effect of Facebook and so many people's self righteous posts about how they can't stand people who you know misuse their there and their like you know are those homonyms i guess
1: contractions uh, your, if you your, misuse
2: a homonym just get out of my face with that shit mister
1: makes me so angry it's usually women that that do that college there's educated men, women but there, but there, there, there are too. men that do it too but I, I love when you see on like an okcupid page where it's like don't bother messaging me if you don't know the difference between your and your you know and it's like Okay. Really, I, mean, I would
2: rather I would rather hang out with a person who non-ironically says like "ain't" and uses double negatives, and uh, you know doesn't realize that you have to use like the word "an" in front of a word with a that starts with a vowel. Like, I would rather hang out with that person than the the grammar Nazi, I guess is the word that people use. For yeah, the grammar people. Nazi.
1: You you know what though? I do on the on the other side of this though, I do find it funny when you see somebody who, uh, like on Facebook, is like, didn't go to college. I learned, you know, I'm, I'm from the school of learning myself. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? it's like in college, it's like, you know, the school of hard knocks. Yeah. And people, they, but, who
2: pay, people who pay money to learn and to do, do higher education are suckers.
1: Well, yeah. It, it, then you see these guys that, that fancy themselves as artists or whatever, and then they, they try to wax philosophical in their yeah. Facebook comments, and what it's just happens? littered. With grammatical errors and spelling mistakes, and I always kind of want to uh, go through and just you know, you know, correct it. I'm an English major. I don't usually make spelling mistakes. I don't go out of my way to do it. I just you know, I just I, you know, that's how I've always written. Like it's not that. I don't know. Tell me.
2: I I don't know if I can describe this properly, but it's in my head more more than the grammatic and spelling errors in those posts are is just the sense that. Okay, you've written a post that sort of sounds the same as like a Henry Miller, like you know, passage, Bukowski, Bukowski, but you don't understand that it's not nearly as good because those people like have a depth that you just don't recognize because you didn't go to school and read a bunch of it and like have people like help you like break it down and explain why you know Bukowski's book is way better than your shitty facebook postings
1: <laughs> Bukowski influenced a lot of idiots to try to right. to to you know emulate his style so it it is kind of funny i'm sure this dude's written you know read, you know uh post what was it uh uh post
2: office Hang uh, on women ride. or
1: whatever yeah post office or tropical of cancer but it, i'm sure they you know has read maybe two Bukowski books and then just wants to like you know emulate his style and thinks he can write brilliant passages like bukowski about drinking and here's here's sex. a key for
2: the here's a key for those guys if you want to, if you do want to shortcut the school thing if all of your posts are about how much of a badass you are you also have to write the bukowski posts where he's like on the floor covered
1: in his own vomit
2: you know like after just fucking some like the senior citizen fat swag, chick yeah then people will want to read your posts and then <laughs> they will be a little bit better
1: i find it funny though when they they try to uh Purport that they're so educated, but then you look at it, and you're like, dude, you don't even know how to spell, you know, contentious properly. It's just there's, it's, a,
2: there's also the the huge logical fallacy or whatever, just normal fallacy that if you just go to the library and read all the books that they would have taught in a college class, you'll yeah. be on the equal footing as the person who went. And like had the professor discuss it, you know, for like an entire semester, and force you to like write essays and take
1: take exams about it, and, and actually out. like deconstruct the text and learn and about discuss it, it yeah. with all
2: the other students in your class. But you just went to the library and read the book; you, you totally got it. Done. You
1: totally understand it. But we digress here. We digress. Sorry, we're talking just about shitting on people in general. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking about Indian kids who win spelling bees and uh, get no respect. Why, Wackerly, Why is spelling, spelling the sport, art, whatever you want to call it, the skill trivialized skill. and demeaned in our culture? It seems like as soon as one of these Indian kids, they're only like thirteen, they win. It's like all of a sudden on Twitter, the Twitterverse is alight with trolls, just making fun and mocking these kids. What I'm we're talking kind of about doing is uh, right now. You know, we're we're part of it too. But uh, you know, I was reading this article in Salon.com, where they're saying spelling bees make trolls of us all, and so. The kid that won this week, his name's Arvind Mahankali. He's a 13-year-old Indian-American boy. Won the Scripps National Spelling Bee by spelling a Yiddish word called canadol, which they're saying he actually spelled it wrong. But there are two variations of spelling that word. Canadol is a matzah ball. Canadol. Why don't a, you just say fucking matzah ball? <laughs> that gross Jewish food. But he won. And so as soon as he wins, you know, uh, if you ever, ever read that uh, that insipid site, Men's Humor, that Twitter, they have like, I don't know, a million Twitter followers or something.
2: I mean, I see people retweet them just to point out how fucking inane it is.
1: So uh, Men's Humor tweeted, Pretty sure if any of these kids at the ESPN Spelling Bee were asked to spell their last name, they'd be out.
2: Oh, nice one, Men's Humor. Zingers. Poignant zinger. Um, That was retweeted. You know, I mean, it's such a fucking dumb joke. Like, no, I'm pretty sure they can spell their last name. Why wouldn't they be able to spell their own fucking last name?
1: Well, I mean, I, I would have difficulty spelling a lot of their last names. But it's not your it.
2: last name. <laughs> the joke is they would have trouble spelling their own last right, name. Charlie's no, they really wouldn't. Now. That's a fucking dumb joke, men's humor.
1: It's a dumb joke, and it's a name. but it was st- still hilarious enough for over a thousand people to retweet it, which makes you wonder, and this is at the point of the Salon.com article, is well, why, why is spelling demeaned? Why, why doesn't it have any respect? How come spelling doesn't have the respect that Chess gets or Jeopardy.
2: That's an interesting observation. I mean,
1: because look at and Jeopardy. True. Look I, at Ken Jennings. He's the darling of the U.S. Yeah, we he love was that really that guy. Good at Jeopardy. I bet mean, that Jeopardy streak. You know, someone's on a Jeopardy streak, and we're like, "Oh my god, this guy's brilliant. He's so intelligent." But you Although, know, the- did
2: you respect him for that? Because the reason I respected him is, and this probably isn't even really. True, but my perception that he was fucking taking money every week from that smug asshole, asshole Canadian Alex Trebek, and I was like, yeah, he's fucking Trebek over. This is great week after week.
1: I think it's also because it's 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 so gratifying to see someone actually win at those shows. Like, did you see that woman who won a million dollars on Wheel of Fortune, just defying all odds? No one ever understand
2: how that did. Did she just get the like ten thousand dollar spot on the wheel like every time?
1: Yeah, it was like. Whatever, like she managed to get like the you know, the best spin that she could possibly get, and then I think the last her whatever the bonus deal last uh, uh, word that she had to, to uncover, she only got two letters. She asked for two letters, and she managed to spell the whole thing. Tough workout, just with just with two letters as clues. So she okay. ended up winning the maximum amount of a prize. But you love seeing that because you are like, yeah, fuck you, networks. Now you are going to spend a million dollars because no one ever wins. So Ken Jennings is just like, you know, basically jamming his uh, metaphorical penis up Alex Trebek's ass by winning Jeopardy! Week so, after week. Yeah, so week after week. So we're just like, you know, rooting for him. But then, but then what about the chess people? Like, uh, what was that guy's name? Bobby, is it Bobby Darren? Bobby? Not Bobby, no, Bobby Darren. Bobby Fisher. Bobby <laughs> Fisher. Gary
2: Kasparov.
1: Gary Kasparov. You know how many, how many like prostitutes those guys were getting, and women they were yeah. getting, like just beautiful supermodels that they're banging. Bobby Fischer used to get ass left and right, and we'd respect him because we're like, oh my god, this guy's the most brilliant mind in the world because he wins chess. Well, how about like a little Arvind Munchala, whatever his name is, Mah- Mahan Kali, Mahan Kali? How come Arvind Man Mahan Kali, isn't uh, get isn't worthy of our respect?
2: I'm saying high five to this kid. I guess chess is for nerds, but spelling is for
1: nerds. And it just doesn't matter. Oh, you say it doesn't matter because we have a device that can auto auto spell for us? Is that what you're saying? Sort
2: of. I mean, it's... You know, you should learn the difference between the homonyms. Yeah, I get that. And uh, you should proofread your resume when you send it in to somebody. But really, like, do I need to learn how to spell... Like, what the fuck are these words that they've won in the past? Um,
1: Onomatopoeia?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Worse than that, because I think I even know what that means. Poco curante. Gurdon. G U E R D O N. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what Poco curante means either. Who cares what it means? It's a fucking bullshit word you can spell it if you use that word in 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 like business communication or everyday communication like you're an asshole because nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about
1: i think you know what i think it is and i think one of the reasons why we trivialize people that win these spelling contests they don't even know what these fucking words mean the kids yeah the kids don't know what these words mean
2: well don't they now have to use it in a sentence or something like the kid himself, or does the judge use it in a sentence?
1: I think the kid asked the judge to use it in a sentence, but I don't think the kids, I mean, it's not like a vocabulary test. It's just a spelling, like they have techniques, you know, they they learn which vowels, combination of vowels go together. So they're able to, you know, their parents, like the they tiger also get, moms.
2: They get to ask them the uh, the origin too, right? So they can be like, oh, well, I know like Greek it's words Greek are spelled like this, and word. Yiddish words are spelled like
1: this. And, and you know, they're they're tiger moms and they're, they're, Leonine dads train them for what hours every day to learn, to, to, to learn these spelling techniques. So these kids, you know, have these rote spelling techniques that they use, but they don't know the meanings of the words. So really, I mean, are, is it that intelligent that they can parrot a word that they've, they've memorized? Well, they're more intelligent than the white kids <laughs> they, um, Yeah, <laughs> who, who I mean, don't uh, know the meaning of the word and can't spell no, it. And can't spell it. No, I, I fully <laughs> acknowledge that. But I mean, what I would say I would be more impressed if it was the math Olympics. Like if it was the math Olympics, where these kids are doing just insane long division problems, I'd be like, "Wow, you know that kid."
2: Long division. I don't think anybody's getting an award for doing long division. Whatever you know, I mean, if
1: they're doing these insane like math, you know, questions, proofs, proofs,
2: derivations, those—that's where it gets hard.
1: But once you, I mean, if you look at that, like you're like, "Wow, you actually are kind of a you know who's good at those
2: mathematical proofs and derivations."
1: The Jews. The Jews.
2: A lot of Jews in that world of math,
1: so maybe, especially
2: throughout history.
1: Maybe we can, Even currently, what about the Asians? I thought the Asians took over that.
2: The Asians are pretty good, but pound for pound, I think you've got to give it to the Jews.
1: How come the Asians never win the spelling bees? You'd think the Asians be the a all good Asians question. and Indians.
2: I don't know. I think maybe the Asians are a little bit more focused in the math arena.
1: And and they but but don't they have the, the 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 tyrannical parents that force them to learn?
2: Yeah, I think they're forcing them into the math arena, into the music arena. They're very big in you know violin and piano. That lady wrote the Tiger Mom thing. That's where we get the term, right? Where she just she, she just lorded it over her down. kids and gave them zero free time or like any like ever you know events to hang out with their friends or anything. They just constantly had to be like chained to the piano and the violin and playing and doing gymnastics and shit
1: and their homework (laughs) and what do americans encourage their kids to do fucking eat a lot of food get in a beauty pageant and be on and be honey boo boo an overweight child disgrace on a reality show
2: i mean me growing up i just did whatever the fuck i wanted pretty much (laughs) just like get on from school later mom just be gone for hours she had no idea where the hell i was what are you doing i'm out with friends okay we're in the we're in the to be honest, mom. We're going to the woods and going to look for porno magazines, <laughs> and we have found quite a few.
1: Or maybe maybe like a half drink bottle of liquor, I'm Jim Beam. I'm surprised
2: we didn't poison ourselves.
1: Um, my my parents also let me do whatever the fuck I want. Although my dad did when I was a kid, my dad really encouraged these the spelling the spelling bees, spelling right. bees. Yeah, and I did so win you, a few. This is
2: true. You were actually in spelling bees, and you won. Yeah, you won I won. A a, I
1: won a few and. But at the same time, like I always wondered, like, well, what's the point? It's kind of a, a Pyrrhic victory.
2: <laughs> like just—I don't know what that means. You fucking spelling asshole nerd.
1: You want me to spell it for you?
2: Um, but <laughs> no. no, you know, you, Pyrrhic. You would... That's like with it's—it's it's just on an empty victory. Or something. No, empty? It's an empty okay. victory. You don't yeah. win anything. You win like, something, and then you you, light you it win on a fire.
1: trophy, but it doesn't matter. I'm not that's winning the bad. respect of my peers. What's you know, I'm not like uh, you know. Uh, you know, people aren't just like, oh my god, he's he's. You know, did this brilliant feat. You know, the kid that's like the best soccer player, that kid is getting asked. That kid's getting respect. I mean, I won a little trophy. You know, not even a big trophy, just a little. Like, it was like maybe four inches high. Just congratulations, number one spelling guy.
2: It's not the type of thing, yeah. It's not the type of thing you get up there and your peers are watching you win the spelling bee and just envious. Or or lust, lusting after
1: you when it comes to the women. You know, what I always thought would be funny is to do a spelling bee, but not with like these 13 year old, you know, wonder boys, wonder girl, Indian, brilliant kids, prodigies.
2: It is nice that the women and the men compete against each other. Very egalitarian. Yeah,
1: it is very egalitarian. But I think it would be better just to have Americans that are like over 30 and just, uh, just get up there and just spell words. <laughs> Like, even words that are really easy, and they just can't spell at all. So you could actually really find out who's the worst speller. But You, well, you can... know, there's all
2: these Facebook groups where they organize sort of adult dodgeball night and kickball, and, oh, now we're going to play 4 square tetherball. Blah. We're fucking adult children. You could probably get into
1: one of those and be like, we're going to go to the bar and have spelling bee. Well, maybe maybe what you could do is do like an urban dictionary. It's a slutty spelling.
2: spelling. It's a slutty spelling thing, but like get the women to dress
1: all like sexy. And when, every time they like uh, misspell a word, they gotta remove an article of clothing. I like where you're going with that, actually. I'm down with that. That sounds kind of good. It'd be like an educational strip club. I like that. You could learn be up something. Up there with
2: my tiny little, <laughs> you know, air conditioned cock hanging out. It won't be that great <laughs> in practice
1: so i recently i don't know if i talked about it on this show i think i talked about it on the obscene stairs but uh, i recently auditioned for a new you remember i was on that reality show oh sit the horrible oh yes how ex, could i forget another another chairs.
2: adult doing a yeah, weird child
1: activity yeah it was very infantile and a, a complete exercise of futility for me you were um, the adultist on there right i was the oldest person there <laughs> oh, yeah by by at least 15 years and I still, well, you know, won two rounds, but um, yeah, true. you can watch that online, people. If you go to O uh, I think it was on the CW network, and uh, type in D Simon, I think you can see the episode of me just getting just my ass just handed to me by these kids. I hurt myself pretty bad. Yeah, it was very embarrassing. Um, but then recently, because I tried out, an auditioned for that, or I was on that show. I always get calls from uh, from those cast people, the reality uh, casting people. Or who are casting for reality shows, they always call me. Hey, yeah, uh, we got a new show coming up. Uh, yeah,
2: who's that really goofy old dude? <laughs> Can we get him? On, I'm in an audition. Oh yeah, I got his number right here.
1: Well, I think part of the reason is too is they know that I don't. You know, I don't have any domestic assault convictions on my record. Oh. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a felony. I'm like you've been.
2: You've been cleared and vetted. I'm not a
1: felon. Yeah, I've been vetted, so they they know like I'm a safe bet because I've been on other shows. But so this recent one that I was on, it was uh, extreme spelling. Because like an extreme spelling show. so she calls me up and she tells, tells me about this. I'm like, what do you mean extreme spelling? Like really difficult words? Because I'm a good speller. And uh, she was like, no, it's, you'd be spelling words that aren't that difficult. Like seventh grade type of vocabulary words. She's <laughs> like, but in psychological circumstances that might prevent you from spelling the word properly. And I was like, psychological circumstances. What do you mean? She's like, there's different psychological situations. I was like, psychological, si- okay, like what? She was like, oh, just, you know, all sorts of psychological situations. She kept saying that. Yeah. I was like, like, uh, you would She be- probably can't spell psychological situations, by the way. Well, so I went over there for the audition, of course, because I'm a good speller. And uh, it was it was at this, like, I think they just, what they do is they rent out, like, a vacant building- like in Hollywood and just have everybody show up. And so I think not I was
2: glamorous people. I think I was behind like the
1: curtains, Hollywood activities, one of four white people, because everyone else is Hispanic or black. And you had to fill out this, uh, long questionnaire about like your record and, and, you know, why are you a good speller and all this different stuff. And I like bullshitted through that. And then you had to take a spelling test where the lady went through and gave you an actual spelling test, everybody in the room. And so, you know, I'm, I was going through. I mean, the words are like, like cappuccino and stuff. I were like deceived. You know what I mean? It was pretty simple. I just noticed right. this guy, this like 40-year-old black guy next to me was just like leaning over, staring at my answers. And I was like, what are you doing? Like I've not, I haven't had to do that since like, I don't know, what, elementary school where you have to cover over your paper? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me like, asshole. I was just like, whatever, dude. You don't copy someone's paper um anyway they called me back for a second audition which you have to do something on film for it but meanwhile i was talking to a friend of mine who said have you ever seen the show killer karaoke have you ever seen that killer karaoke no so this was a show that was recently on hosted by steve-o from jackass and it's the same concept as uh same producers um that we're going to produce this extreme spelling what you do as you sing a show, you sing a karaoke like you sing a your karaoke song like Hall & maniac or something. Sure. And uh or kisses on my list. And meanwhile they dump you into a box filled with tarantulas and you got to keep singing. So these the are the song.
2: psychological situations you're talking yeah.
1: about? Yeah. Or or yeah, or, or you uh, get you know dumped into a pool filled with snakes and you got to keep singing. So meanwhile so basically it'd be the same thing. Essentially it's like I'm just going to stand there and spell you know, a, a whatever word, and then stand in a box filled with scorpions. Not going to do want to do that. I'm not going to do that either. So I, uh, I never went to the second audition. What about like they chance. get it, that
2: you could be naked and they'd have all your ex girlfriends come in and stare at you and criticize you as you were trying to spell something,
1: make fun of my manhood? Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be that would be a bit distracting. You I know think what I, I always uh, hated were his weird balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look me too. I always ugly, did think that ugly was weird. balls. Yeah, so I ended up uh, not doing it, but but you know what though, I agree. It's like if uh, you're going to have spelling on ESPN, it should be respected and valued like any other sport that's on that channel.
2: You know, these kids really are smart. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but I read that uh, you know this movie spelling bee or whatever the hell what was it called?
1: I think it was called uh, Spellbound. Spellbound,
2: yeah. Uh, the winner in that movie was uh, Lala.
1: It's a little Indian girl. Nupur,
2: it was Nooper Lala. Yeah, she's a woman. She's right. now a neuroscientist.
3: It's an unfortunate <laughs> so,
2: name. Though, so don't Nupur. let anybody tell you like, oh, they're just they're just spelling words they don't even know. They're probably half retarded. No, I mean yeah, those, sure, kids are, are the, those kids are very
1: smart. Those kids intensely study and train for this. You know they're very intelligent. I mean, and, you know, and
2: that's the thing. It's the discipline.
1: It's the discipline that they get. And the winner. Of the uh, Scripps National Spelling Bee gets thirty thousand dollars. So for a thirteen-year-old who obviously is college-bound eventually, it's a good scholarship, you know. And then yeah. they get to uh, they go. Although to school. if you're going to be,
2: become a neuroscientist, you need multiples of
1: that amount of money. But I'm sure, like if you win a spelling Do bee, another scholarship, it's a yeah. scholarship. So, so you know, I think uh, we need to analyze what we consider to be, um, you know, a hero or a, a sports a sports hero. In this uh, country. Should we, should we value somebody who can dribble a basketball properly? You know, who can make a three-pointer? Or should it be the kid that uh, can spell... The market says the
2: three-pointer. I mean, those are the guys who make the big money. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's all that matters. Although neuroscientists make a lot of money, too.
1: So. Well, I'm just saying, I think the neuroscientist is going to probably, uh, you know, be a you know, better society than, uh, than Kobe Bryant.
2: Well... I mean, I mean, don't make end. fun of these Indian kids. I think the l- lesson is don't make fun of these nerdy Indian kids because one day when you're old, they're going to have their fingers in your brain, literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a super villain that you mocked. As My surgeon was an
2: Indian guy who was like maybe five years younger than
1: me. Yeah, no. I, I just think they they are these these kids that win the spelling bee should be worthy of respect. Now, I'm not saying it's personally. I'm not saying it from a personal vantage point because I. Uh, you used to be a speller, but... You used to be
2: quite a, quite you're like a speller. The Al, you're like the Al Bundy of spelling bees. Yeah. Like reminiscing like <laughs> your fucking Those the were you get the two days. touchdowns in one game or whatever.
1: Those were the days. Uh, wackily, this is episode uh, 383 here is and wrong. Uh, people, you know the way the show works. Wackley and I peruse the internet uh, for the most disturbing news items of the week. And we present them here on the show. The audience can send in their stories to sickerownpodcast.com, submit them via Twitter or Facebook. Uh, We got quite a few stories here this week. One in particular was sent in by uh, quite a few people, and I think Wackley's going to do that story. Uh, But before we get to our first article, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. People, don't forget to support our sponsors, because once you support adamandeve.com, you go buy yourself a nice, shiny new dildo. You're actually helping out sick and wrong and, uh, and and allowing us to continue uh, producing the show here so uh, here's a word from our sponsor hey kids do you like sex toys yeah! then go to adamandeve.com and make a
4: purchase using coupon code diddle you'll get 50% off your first item three free adult DVDs free shipping and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and mukaki. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE,
1: D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So uh, the first story here we got from, uh, was sent in by Robert. Robert writes, Only in Florida.
2: If I was named Robert, I would make everybody call me Bert.
1: Instead of Rob? Yeah, Bert. Bert.
2: Hey, Bert. <laughs> hey, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Arnie. My name's Robert.
1: I definitely wouldn't go for Robbie. Robo. Robocop.
2: What about Bob? Robert's a good name because you have all these options.
1: Yeah, you do have options. Like, uh, you know, D, you can't really do much with that. Just D. D? A D? D, yeah. <laughs> D, and really, it's a female's name anyway. My name's,
2: my name's D, but people call me D, or just E, E, like a dolphin. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I do um, much caffeine. Before at least you go. can go by Lanny. Lan. People have
2: people have called me that, and it's irritating.
1: <laughs> Lanny. <Yeah. laughs> or Lan. What's up, Lan? I kind of like that. It's good. Lan. Lan. So if I had a a nickel for every time somebody said, only in Florida, I'd probably have, I don't know, $3.50 by now.
2: A lot of shit does happen in Florida. I don't know if you're aware of that, folks at home.
1: Uh, The headline here, Florida man who fatally shot wife's lover found not guilty of murder. Uh, It's a very popular story here this week. I do love the term Florida man. Have you seen the the Twitter?
2: Yeah, there's also a Florida woman Twitter now. Yeah, which you'd really have to. I mean, it's it's genderless <laughs> mayhem down there.
1: But it just shows you how many fucked up news articles, bizarre, odd news articles happen in Florida to make and, somebody the, marry the their own Twitter account.
2: Yeah, the newspapers realize this now, and they you know they use the term "Florida man" generously because it's now become sort of an inside it's joke. Like a, yeah, it's I mean, you, can, you can hashtag about Florida it. an outside man.
1: joke. So it took Tampa jurors only two hours to return a not-guilty verdict in the two-day murder trial of a retired Army lieutenant colonel who shot and killed his wife's lover.
2: I like that this—doesn't this give to have kind of like a Grizzly Adams look? Not maybe Grizzly Adams, but— Jack
1: London, kind of. Yes, Jack yeah. London, better. He's
2: got sort of the—kind of a trimmed beard and trimmed big bushy beard, hair.
1: But also just kind of wild and unkempt. Like he's, People uh, like
2: that down in Florida. He's like, uh— Who's the old man in the sea author? Hemingway. Big papa. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, he does have a bit of a Hemingway uh, estate going on there. So just two hours of deliberation. That was it. Jurors found Ralph Wald, 70 years old, not guilty of murdering his wife's lover, Walter Conley. Uh, Wald was a, uh, Army, a U.S. Army lieutenant colonel and a Vietnam uh, war veteran. He took the witness stand on Thursday morning, this past Thursday, to testify about the night he killed his wife's lover while the two were fornicating in the living room. This
2: guy's a badass.
1: I love the because word Because it's, it's hard to
2: take the stand in your own
1: murder trial.
2: And I think your lawyers will often discourage it. But this guy's like, I'm going to tell my side of the story.
1: Well, you know, he's a lieutenant colonel. He's I gotta didn't be a eight
2: years in Nam to come back here and sit like a Nancy behind my lawyer. LAUGHTER
1: i do love how we use the word fornicating i love that word fornication i love, I love
2: that activity
1: yeah I, lo- I love the activity
2: what is, what is fornicating it's just fucking right it's just fucking yeah it's just uh like you know. adultery is when you do it and one of the per- people are is in a, a marriage right then you're adultering adulterating well yeah you cheating on your
1: spouse but uh but fornicating, fornicating it's fucking. you know it's what's uh can you fornicate with
2: your wife, or once you're married, it's not fornicating anyone? Because there's definitely something negative you're about it.
1: Fornication is a sexual act. It's just fucking.
2: But I, but isn't there something negative about it? It sounds negative.
1: It sounds negative because it's like an official term, it's, it's oh. almost like a scientific term. I think fornicate, and anyone can fornicate. I mean, as long as you have a partner.
2: <laughs> I like, uh, I like, uh, I guess I don't even know how to use the term, but. Uh, I like committing or being in sexual congress.
1: Sexual congress, yeah. I like. (laughs) like,
2: I'm a senator of senator of fucking.
1: I like the term commingling. (laughs) We were commingling our genitalia together, (laughs) but fornication just sounds. It does kind of sound a bit deviant. I
2: feel like I've only ever heard it said when somebody is trying to belittle, you know, cast aspersions on somebody's character, like. They were fornic. I caught them in the behind the tree, and they were fornicating. I, I just think it's, an,
1: it's a term that el- you know the elderly use. I don't think it's a term that's in you know common parlance anymore. Like I think it used to be, like in the fifties. Uh-huh. I just right. think it's one of those terms that is sort of archaic. But it's just it just sounds cool
2: back when back when dudes were just basically raping women in their like in their <laughs> cars parked out on the point fornicating.
1: Um They're Wald, bras. Wald told jurors that he believed a stranger was raping his wife, and the event lasted less than ten seconds before Wald fired three shots, killing Walter Conley. so he didn 't even let the guy finish which isn't <laughs> yeah, very isn't fair. his
2: wife underneath the guy like you really shouldn't be plowing holes in a dude when your wife 's right underneath him
1: yeah, I mean, uh, bullets do tend to travel pretty far <laughs> um, i don't. I wonder I mean. Yeah, I wonder if he even gave that – well, he did actually give that thought because he uh, called 911 and asked for an ambulance for both of them, uh, both his wife and, well, uh, and the guy. Even
2: if you didn't think you shot your wife, if you thought your wife just got raped, you should probably call the ambulance for her.
1: Rape kit. Um, Wald says he retrieved his gun in lieu of a fist fight because he didn't think someone his age would win. But it turns out that uh, Walter Conley is an octogenarian, so uh, I think it would have been a good fist fight. A 70-year-old versus an 80-year-old. And plus, this guy's a Vietnam (laughs) War veteran.
2: Yeah. You know? Put him in, like, that arm move where they just try and rip your arm out of its shoulder socket.
1: A lot of hair pulling, slapping, biting, some nails. Um, Wald testified that his wife drank several glasses of alcohol to sleep at night. So he was not surprised when she didn't yell for help. He just assumed she was too far under the influence. He claims to have had a <laughs> asexual relationship with his wife, Jana Flores, who told him she was incapable of sex after childhood after childhood abuse, and he suffers from erectile dysfunction. So he says we're the perfect couple. I couldn't do it, and she didn't want to. Dude,
2: it's 2013. <laughs> There's uh you know medicine for that, and I'm sure he's in the VA.
1: Yeah, you'd think. I mean, you could do there. there a variety of different treatments for that.
2: Go down to the VA and get some Viagra. I, I like it. Old people do this all the time when they they say they drink to go to sleep. A lot of old people do that. You like to, you drink because a you're an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it helps me sleep. Yeah, it helps everybody sleep. It's it's booze.
1: Um, he said because his wife, you know, was so uh, anti-sex that there was no way she would have sex with anyone, so it has to be rape. However, Logical. when he called 911 to report uh, the murder here, or the death, uh, he never used the word rape. He just said, used the word fornicate, which uh, that's one of the uh, you know, the prosecutors were using that um, to, uh, to interrogate him. Uh, Flores' his uh, wife here, testified Wednesday that she's a blackout drinker and doesn't even remember having sex at night. The moaning (laughs) that Wald heard made sense with what he knew to be her typical state of inebriation late at night.
2: Jeez.
1: So she just gets really drunk and moans. Moans. Like a ghost. I'm definitely not a moaning type of drunk. I'm more of like a profanity-laced, like, diatribe type of drunk. Like, I'm, like, sitting there screaming curse words. that don't even make any sense. Uh Uh-huh. That's usually what I'm I'm doing. I'm
2: pretty silent. I just sit there with my eyes staring straight ahead of the TV. A
1: thousand-yard stare. Right. Just wall-eyed. is that what they say? I'm usually just by myself pacing back and forth. A weird
2: frown on my face.
1: Just like cursing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not cursing anyone in particular, just cursing life. Muttering. Muttering. That's a lot a lot muttering. People. Yeah. A lot of
2: homeless people do that. That's just, just muttering profanity. Like, Goddamn God
1: sh- God fucking fucking motherfuckers shit, threw me against a the car. They don't fucking. Man, they do fucking motherfuckers. No one listens to my <laughs> podcast. I don't get any respect. Should be, should be in the top five on iTunes. Goddamn motherfuckers. That's usually well, what Steve's it is. Steve Jobs. Yeah, I usually curse out Steve Jobs. I curse out Apple. Curse out iTunes. Um, also, I, I usually point out the other podcasts that are much more successful than me. That's usually when I get really drunk. I don't moan. Hmm. Uh, Wald says he views the moaning as a neutral word. Moaning is a neutral word. Not, not that it's a positive sexual moan. He says you could have moaning of agony. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm imagining talking to my seven year old grandpa when he was alive to describe like sexual moaning versus <laughs> <laughs> moaning in pain versus moaning because you're really drunk. That would be a fun conversation.
1: This guy was in Vietnam. I think he knows the differences between moaning.
2: Then there's the moan when uh, one <laughs> when Charlie is sticking a bamboo shoot up under your dick hole. <laughs> there's that kind of moaning.
1: That's one of the most painful kinds of moan. Right. You know moans. There's uh there's also the moaning you get when you get a uh, Vietnamese fourteen year old hooker that you're sex <laughs> that's, with. Like, that's a type you're of Virginizing. That's a yeah. good moan. That's
2: back when you could get an erection. Yeah, yeah. Those were the days.
1: And then uh, after that, after he came back here, he never got an erection again. Correlation. his
2: wife. <laughs> He's <laughs> fucking gross.
1: I do wonder what it, what the, the wife looks like. So Conley, the victim, well, is he the victim? Conley, the uh, rapist, possibly. Uh, his family attended the trial, and they're furious about what they call a fatal setup. Conley, they say, had a tattoo of Flores. Flores, uh, his wife, on his arm and on his neck he says he was in love with her, wanted to marry her, and was unable to shake his love for her, even though she didn't want him. As it turns out. That's creepy. uh, This is creepy. If a girl doesn't
2: want you, and then you get a tattoo of her face in two different places on your body?
1: One, maybe. (laughs) But (laughs) twice? But twice, and on your neck? Like, these are visible areas of your body. Like, he really is professing his love for this woman.
2: Andy's 80, you know. Maybe, like, a young guy would be like, I'm going to get a tattoo and I'm just going to keep working on her. And one of these days, she'll come around. But this dude's 80.
1: And you know, like, with that, you know, your skin starts getting wrinkly. She probably looked like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Emperor from, from uh, Star Wars.
2: Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Cross you between the the Yoda. When he's the evil guy, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Is he where it's Senator Palpatine?
2: Senator him? Palpatine, and then he just becomes the Emperor, I believe.
1: Um... The, uh, the lawyers here claim that, the, uh, the, that Wald and Flores had a completely non-existent sex life. Uh, Flores was incapable of having sex, much less an affair. And to this day, their marriage had never been consummated.
2: Oh, they've never had sex? They've
1: never had sex.
2: I thought that they were just old and they had ceased having sex. No, that their marriage bizarre. had never
1: been consummated. It that is, is bizarre. bizarre.
2: In a lot of countries, that's not considered a real marriage.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what Conley thought. So Conley here, who's the quote-unquote rapist, I don't think he considered this to be a real marriage. And he described, or Floris, um, the blackout drunk here, the wife, said her relationship with Conley was erratic. Once after he snuck into her home uninvited, she tried to shoot him. Uh, but she continued to have a sexual relationship with him, though she had trouble recalling how often— Claiming the act helped her menstrual cycle. So she met with Conley every few weeks.
2: Good God. <laughs> this story is disgusting.
1: It's really just...
2: This is the it, grossest story we've done in a long time. And, you know, you know the kind of gross stories we do. But, like, this is too much old person, you know, fornicating. sexual bit, fornication uh, items.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's really gross. Um, Flores admitted to blackout drinking. She said three cups of cognac and a few sleeping pills every night. Uh, cognac is
2: gross, it. too.
1: Yeah, and uh, she'd sneak Conley into her bedroom after Wald went to bed. So they had been having a sexual relationship. So I don't know why this guy would think he was a rapist. I guess he claims he didn't recognize Conley. (laughs) He didn't see the tattoo. If he would have
2: known it was Conley, he would have been like, oh, that's just her fuck friend.
1: In the 911 call that uh, that was played for the jurors, a dispatcher asked Wald if the man is dead. He responds, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he then demands an ambulance for his wife thinking he accidentally shot her as well.
2: turns out oh, he did. He did say he thought he shot her. Okay.
1: He thought he shot her. Um, turns out that I, uh, you know, the jury found him in two hours, not guilty. So obviously this is a flor like a Floridian jury. Cause I think in yeah. any other uh, educated part of the country, especially on the coast here, I don't think uh, this guy would have gotten off so easily, but he's completely forgiven his wife. And his wife was quoted as saying, "My husband's forgiven me hundred percent, but there are, of course, there are of course some trust issues, and that's well, something we're going to What about Conley's go to family? They
2: can't about. be too happy.
1: No, they're really upset about it. I think it was a <laughs> fatal setup. Um, Flores added, "Because my husband puts me first, he's taking me to the Waffle House. You know, after this uh, this nice. two day trial, murder trial, and he's walking out of it scot free, not guilty." I think they both deserve some Waffle House. A couple Waffle
2: House is pretty gross. And, it it, is you gross. know, I'm talking as somebody who likes Arby's, but uh, it's definitely the lesser version of like the Denny's and the IHOP.
1: What would you rather do? Eat Waffle House or watch these two people attempt to have sex?
2: <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> when I say Waffle House is gross, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> I'm just saying, know what you're getting into. Yeah, I don't want to watch them have sex. Waffle they House, have, they never, they never have had sex. Yeah, actually, because it would be their first time, it would be kind of interesting to watch. Oh, they, you know, him, he's trying to negotiate the pussy. Well, he I mean, even know what the hell he's doing?
1: She's obviously moist down there because he's uh, giving her some Waffle House.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to say it was syrup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, used some syrup down there. That would have been good. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, would you be able to forgive your wife after something like this? I just don't know affair. why they're
2: together anymore They clearly don't like each other They don't have sex, they're both old They have separate bedrooms
1: It's companionship Oh
2: yeah, that I guess, I mean I guess you're right.
1: At this point though, at 80, you can't have sex Why would you care if if your neighbor is fucking your wife?
2: But think how impressive Conley is He's, he, the, the Wald is 70 Conley's 80 and he's like Just sneaking into people's houses And, and fucking their wives his wife, Yeah
1: I know. Actually, I think the true hero of this story is Conley.
2: Not a bad way to go. No. You know, my whole life, I just have been in love with women. I fuck women. I'm very sexually proficient. And one day I got shot when I was fucking a lady. And I was 80 years old. Long ass
1: life. You know, it's better than dying on the shitter. Master or Ray.
2: in a hospital bed with a million tubes going up your dick hole. Exactly. Like, your dick is in a hole. That's how you want to go. You,
1: you're, like you get, you, you know, you're in the act of fornication, and you get shot in the head. I kind of want to go out like that.
2: If I am in a hospital dying, I, I want a prostitute, just a dirty one to come in and, like, ride my dick as I die.
1: You know, actually, uh, we'll probably still be doing the podcast at that point, so I'll make the uh-huh. promise right now. I will get you a hooker with the T-shirt money that we've accrued. And uh, I can't say she'll be an attractive hooker, but she'll definitely be a hooker. She
2: can even be diseased because I'm about to die.
1: (laughs) I'll just make sure that she has the right genitalia.
2: Will you strap a tongue depressor to my cock if it won't
1: get (laughs) up? I'll have uh, the hooker do it. But yes, that will happen. (laughs) So what do you have here for the second story? (laughs)
2: Well, this is the popular one of the week, right? This
1: is, yeah. You know, actually, both of these stories were sent in by quite a few listeners. And, and because we are egalitarian, we usually pick the first listener. This is a story, the story about
2: uh, Baby 59.
1: <laughs> it's a good name. China.
2: I was going to look up on the map where this is in China, but I didn't. I assume it's in the interior. Because China's just so – like, we've had – I've never been, but we have friends who've gone to Beijing and uh, Hong Kong, which I guess is now part of China for real, right? And they're, like, amazing cities with, like, technology and and business and lots of money, Mercedes driving all over the place. Shanghai, yeah. But then there's, like – then there's, like, the shitty China that's on the inside,
1: right? Mainland China. And, you know, even, even the Chinese that live in Hong Kong. Complain about the mainlander, like the, the, the people who live in mainland China, because they come, to, they come to Hong Kong to visit and they take a shit in the elevator and they, they blow their nose just on the street without Kleenex. They fart. And it's just that, you know, they think they're very uncivilized, like savages.
2: Yeah. No, well, it's like they're from the third world. It is. But the weird thing is, it's like, well, yeah, but you live in the same country. Aren't you from the third world? And they're like, God, no, I live in, you know, the city.
1: I mean, we say the, the same thing world. about the flyover states. Not
2: really. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. The distinction is way, way, way beyond that.
1: Much more extreme.
2: Okay, I understand. Like we, 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 we drive across the country, and you have to get some gas. And you're like, oh, the people here are so fat, and they're eating McDonald's. What's that? <laughs> Ugh, I'm disgusted. I can't wait till I get to New York City and can have a bagel.
1: But but the difference, and you know, you know, we'll, we'll be like, they don't bagels. believe in evolution. It's like they're, they're they're crude, savage people. But you know, in China, the difference is, you know, they, they're walking around with a duck under their arm that they're about to fucking cut its head off and eat. You know, they're uh, you know they they don't even have shoes. Uh, yeah. Their teeth are at like they uh, don't know just how to read. Odd geometric angles that you've never even seen before. They don't know how to read. they a- probably
2: small because they haven't been fed properly their whole life. So they're like different sizes. They have, It'd be it, like encountering a pygmy in the yeah. forest.
1: And that's, that's when you see these articles about, like, oh, this, this Asian girl with this rare, like, you know, hair disease, like her, her suit disease. Because, like, you know, like in like Latin America, the same thing. It's like these countries are so impoverished that you get these weird diseases.
2: I wonder if, like, Mexico is the same way. Like, if you live in Mexico City, you know, you're civilized and you've got discotheques and stuff. But, like, yeah, if you go out in the middle of Mexico, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Get me like out we're, of here. we're in the
1: country. I think it is.
2: Um, well, there's this baby in the what we think is probably mainland China. Baby 59. They're <laughs> just not even naming them anymore. It's <laughs> giving them numbers. <laughs> I'm surprised this is only the 59th. 59th one without a, without a proper name. It was uh, birthed into a squat toilet. <laughs> ah. If I never see one of these squat toilets in my entire life, I'll be happy. Although they say it's more healthy
1: for you, I don't. How could this be more healthy?
2: Because it's more in our natural, evolved state. You would just sort of squat down and shit under the ground. This whole thing where like we sit on a chair, which is a very non-ergonomic device, and shit that way. It's not supposed to be uh, conducive to moving your bowels properly. You never you, heard of this?
1: You, you want to know why? I mean, I, I guess I can kind of understand that because it's not ergonomic. But but you want to know why it's not healthy for you is because you don't make Every poop doesn't land the hole. Like, uh, you know, P-Town went to China with uh, Captain Carl, and they were telling me about how, like, in Hong Kong, you actually have a real toilet that you can sit in, and even bidets to even wash your ass off afterwards. Um, But then you get to mainland China, and there's just a hole in the ground, and you get a shit brush, a little poop brush to roll the turds into the hole. But he said most of the Chinese don't give a fuck, so you go in the bathroom, there's just a hole in the ground surrounded by turds.
2: And when you say you get a brush, do you get your own personal brush, or there's just a brush in there that everybody's using?
1: It's a brush hanging on a hook, like in the in the (laughs) stall. Putting that anywhere near my (laughs) orifices. You do know that if uh, we were in China, I would totally try to put the poop brush on you.
2: Why would we be in the bathroom at the same time?
1: Well, like if I was taking a piss and you were like, you know, taking a piss, I would totally be like, "Here's the poop brush, like in your ear."
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're not going to China.
1: I don't know how P-Town resisted doing that to Captain Carl. Maybe he did.
2: Well, yeah, maybe he
1: did. We just didn't hear about it. I'd be it. like brushing your
2: hair. <laughs> um, well, forget about the baby for a second, if you can. So, right. so just imagine. You've described the squat toilet. Imagine being a woman, and you live in mainland China, and you live in this big apartment building. And I'm sure your your own apartment is like 100 square feet that you share with your, your mem and your pep, and you're probably... To, I guess you don't have a bunch of siblings because they have the one-child policy, right? But probably like a couple of generations of your ancestors live there with you. And there's like and 300 then the whole, units
1: in the building. And there's 300 probably.
2: units in the whole building. Shares this one squat toilet. Ugh. La- the brush. Ugh. That's just horrifying. I mean, that is that's hell. That's like Jacob's Ladder. You know, he doesn't know he's dead, but he really is dead, and his life sucks. It's because he's dead, and he's in hell.
1: Yeah, this is hell. This That's is what like, I imagine yeah. this being.
2: Just like, oh, why is my life suck so bad? Oh, yeah, because I lived in a normal country and I was a horrible person and I died and this is my punishment.
1: You know, that would make a great reality show. They always, they always do these reality shows about people in the bayou and the duck hunting and stuff like that. It's like, why not just take a couple of like, these privileged Americans and put them in this Chinese hellhole apartment? See how long you last.
2: Right. The camera crew <laughs> and the normal Chinese people are there living in the same
1: existence and just being like, "What? Well, what's the big <laughs> what are you deal doing? Get yeah, the fuck like, out of here. <laughs> but like, why, why, why are you freaking out? This is, yeah. this is life.
2: Okay. Yeah. So imagine how horrible that is. But then you get pregnant by, you know, some guy that's you're fornicating with, to be honest. Let's it's probably it
1: related this.
2: to. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably not actually. Cause there's so many men and so few women. That is true. They really get to take their pick.
1: And At that point, knocks, it's hard then he to tell. You up. It's also hard to tell, you know, the sexes apart in these like really mainland China areas. <laughs> Are you done? Like <laughs> I'm just going to drop that.
2: <laughs> in North Korea, they, uh, you know, they regulate the haircuts, and if you're not married, you get to have longer hair. If you're a woman, but as soon as you get married, they make you cut, get a short haircut.
1: And that's what I'm saying. And then they're wearing these like what, like uh, just kind of like uh, sexless, like brown yeah, What do they suits. call that thing? I, I forget, the, there's the, uniforms.
2: Yeah, like Mao wore one, you know, because he was a man of the people. Yeah, so
1: you can't really tell the sexes apart. It's hard.
2: Uh, but, you know, they generally have tits. <laughs> <laughs> They're <Vaginas. smaller. laughs> Women are smaller, and they smell better. That's what I use as uh, cues. <laughs> so then you get knocked up, and then, you know, you got to hide the thing from your parents, your bump, which the loose clothes helps with. That's and because, uh, you know, you're not married and you can't having a kid out of wedlock, I guess, is frowned upon even in godless China. Hmm. And then you, uh you know, the day comes your special day. The stork is about to arrive and then you go in the squat toilet and let's just take this woman at her word for it. <laughs> you're going to try and have this baby. And then, I don't know, say that you found it on the street, but it falls down the squat toilet hole. OK. All right.
1: All right. How does that
2: happen? Like, if you're on your phone, I don't think they have iPhones there or any phones at all, even landlines. <laughs> but, like, you know, you have your iPhone and you
1: drop in the toilet. You're like, God damn it. But this is your baby. Yeah, but how does it fall down the toilet? You have an umbilical cord.
2: We are, we've discussed how oh, I don't really understand what
1: goes well, on. Well, it's attached the to the kid. I mean, she could, could pull have, it back she, out. She cut it and tried to flush this kid.
2: You don't believe her. You think she tried to put it down
1: there? Of course. Okay, now
2: this is even worse. Now this is where it becomes like an Edgar Allan Poe novel. You clean up all the just fucking it's just disgusting giving birth, right? There's just fluids all over the place. You clean that yeah, all It's like
1: a, it's like the aftermath of a Guar concert. It's gross. It's the
2: first time the squat toilet's been cleaned in like 5 years. You know, they have the 5-year plan. Part of the 5-year plan is day 1 clean the toilet. She just well, took, it's took been the poop brush since. Yeah. <laughs> So that's scrubbed the first it. sign that the next person to come to the toilet going to be like, wow, it's, it's remarkably clean in here. Something bad has happened. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she scrubbed all her shit.
1: Did she like completely clean the entire area where – like all the afterbirth and like yes. destroy the evidence? Yes. All right. Well, then, then that also further demonstrates her guilt.
2: Well, and then – and here's where it becomes like an Edgar Allan Poe, you know, the fucking heart under the floorboards I think was the name of that one. <laughs> the Telltale <laughs> then, Heart oh yeah that's what it was then you think you think like all right i took care of that little problem but then the fucking thing starts crying in the sewer pipe <laughs>
1: yeah now that's just some bad luck god <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's a yeah. tenacious baby
2: and like the telltale heart or maybe sort of a reverse telltale heart you might just think it's a psychological thing <laughs> because you're like oh, i'm this is just like I'm you're mad because of guilty yeah you're guilty but then your neighbor's like do you hear that and you're like oh fuck other people can hear it too <laughs> And so then you like you got to report the thing. Actually, she did report that she was the first one to raise the alarm. So they say, and then the cops come and they had to cut the sewer pipe open. I don't know where people in the building going to shit now.
1: It was probably just shitting on top of the baby.
2: Yeah, but after they cut the baby out, now that squat toilet is out of commission.
1: I bet you they just let them shit anyway.
2: They just keep shitting in the <laughs> well. They did, most of the, the, the turds don't
1: even make it in the hole. Like I've, I right. mean, according to P town, oh, yeah.
2: good point. Good point. The actual sewer pipe is just sort of for
1: decoration. You could point. probably eat in that sewer pipe and be fine.
2: Well, you could have your baby in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm They absolutely- got it out and it's alive. They say that it's just got like, uh, it's six pounds, 2.9 ounces, which I think is normal baby size a or in of, the range.
1: A couple skid marks.
2: It has a low heart rate and uh, some minor abrasions on its head and limbs. The pipe is only three inches in diameter, by the way.
1: God, that must have got clogged all the time. Like, my dad, he would have made me, like... I would get the um, shit hanger." Let's not go there. I would have been poking out the baby. Uh,
2: they track down the man believed to be the baby's father... Who has requested a paternity test. I think he's been watching Mori Povich.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> w not you at this point? You are the father!
2: You know, they do that, like, big reveal. And the guy's like, oh, shit. And he starts crying. Or if they say, you are not the father then the guy does like a little dance around the stage.
1: You'd be stoked. It's very like Jerry Springer, same thing. So did so what ended up happening? Did the girl get charged with anything?
2: No, they're letting her off. <laughs> they say that uh it's cause it's caused some controversy, but they are letting her off because the baby seems to be fine. Uh Duan Wanjin is a criminal lawyer based in the area. He he's mad. He says the local police may have considered the woman was still young and did not have any malice, and have come to the decision from the human perspective. But it sends a terrible signal to the public. I guess they think that now unwed mothers are just going to be throwing their babies down the squat till it's left and right. A sociologist, Lee Yinhe, uh she or he, who knows, agrees with the uh With the the not charging her. He says, I don't think it's a big deal. After all, the child is safe and it has a happy ending. The Chinese people still lean heavily on the human considerations. Let it be bygones if there's no serious crime.
1: You know what's interesting about this is uh, people, especially Westerners, often criticize Chinese people for being callous and unfeeling and cold. Um, you know, and then there's all the, uh, the godless um, communist Chinese. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, there's the myth of like children being drowned in the buckets. I don't I mean, possibly women children, you know, I mean, or yeah, daughters, because they want male children. But um, if you think about it, how come there is such a public outcry about this child being in the sewer? Kind of it's reminiscent of uh, all those babies that were trapped in the wells here in this country, like baby Jessica Remember that in the like in the nineties and the eighties oh, yeah. and like we're yeah, like well,
2: why were all those children falling down wells left and right?
1: But then it but then it like you know provoked a big national outcry of emotion and sympathy and, and generosity. And it's like we're sending our love down the well to save the baby. But you know you'd think it's in China, song. but you think in China they'd be like ah who cares? Let's go eat a cat. And, you this know, was no, a male it, child, by
2: the way. Everybody yeah. thought initially that it was a female, and that's why she probably got rid of it. I guess she only got rid of it because.
1: She was unwed. I'm just saying, I think the Chinese are more compassionate than we think they are. I mean, especially, nah. <laughs> especially in this internet age. I mean, it was like there's a big public outcry. Like people was all over the internet where they're like, oh, there's a baby in the, in the sewer pipes.
2: Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe those Chinese people aren't as bad as we've made them out to be.
1: <laughs> you think? Until they show a picture of like a bunch of dogs and cats in cages. Which they or do
2: the bear biling thing is really bad. Oh yeah, bear bile.
1: Way. So like, I think every what, like maybe three times a year, and we talked about this on the show. The Daily Mail will do a whole like photo retrospective of how fucked up the yeah. Chinese are, and they're like, don't forget, yeah, guess, people are guess, crazy right, that eat all dogs. You can say is that uh,
2: you know you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> like everybody, they do say that part of the problem is that uh, China has a, a distinct lack of proper education about sex, birthing, cont- and contraception. Unwanted pregnancies have been on the rise because of an increasingly lax attitude towards premarital sex. You would think that China would be good in this respect because they— They sterilize know, the official their po- children? Well, no, the official policy is atheism, so they don't have all this, like, Christian conservative—
1: Yeah, the —Muslim
2: conservative, points. Jewish conservative things that, you know, won't allow their kids to be taught about sex. Like, wh- why do Chinese people, ca- you know, not teach their kids about sex? There's no reason. I guess no, just because I mean, they'd rather teach him about math and how to drive a tractor?
1: Or, I think that's what it is, or, or, uh, or compete in a spelling bee.
2: Or maybe um, there's just no education at all be, for these poor people.
1: What I'm surprised about this story is, too, is that, uh, you know, in this country, when there's a toilet berth, it's usually some, like, 250-pound 16-year-old. Sod buster. You know, sod buster. Whereas, like, these Asian girls, you know, what do they weigh? A bucko five tops? Maybe 96 pounds? And here they are, well, like, they
2: starved in the, in the center
1: of the continent. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you'd think like, you know, like in America, you'd be, you know, you see 16 and pregnant and they're just like, Oh, baby just slipped out. I didn't even know I was pregnant. <laughs> but you know, and uh, you could tell with these Asian girls that they're pregnant. Cause they look like some kind of malformed extraterrestrial with like this bump sticking out of their skinny bodies. <laughs> you know, in America, it's just they They just look fatter. Yeah. It just makes more sense for a baby to fall into the toilet here. Although. But, I, th- I
2: think she knew she was pregnant. She was actively hiding it.
1: I think that's why she's this trying way. to kill the baby. That's what, yeah. that's what I think.
2: Yeah. So, you got to, uh, you know, lady, you've been taught to try and get your shits into the toilet, although nobody succeeds. <laughs> when you're delivering your baby, try and shit it on the seat so it hits its head, then push it down the toilet. <laughs>
1: Right, I think punishment enough is uh, to now. Now you have to raise the child that you, the child that you failed to murder.
2: Well, yeah, no, they have given the child to. Uh, they thought they gave it back to her, um, but they've actually given it to her grandparents.
1: So that so means I think
2: eventually she will have the child.
1: She will have to raise this kid that she failed to murder. So I would uh,
2: resent my mother if I found out as a, at a young age that she tried to push me down a squat toilet.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's definitely going to be some issues uh, later on in life with this kid. Yeah. I'll have to see what happens. Uh, people, send in your stories. Stick around podcast at hotmail.com. Oh, Acker, we got a few phone calls here. The Stick Around Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first phone calls, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. <laughs>
0: Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment.
2: With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com
1: forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar. So, we did get a few phone calls here at the SW Hotline. We also got a couple emails. You know what's interesting, Wackerly, this week I was listening to phone calls, prepping for the show, and I felt aware of my own mortality more than I have, not ever, but definitely more than I have in quite a few months. And the reason being is we we got a couple of emails, one in particular that made me feel very old, and then we got a phone call that just... I, I don't know. It just made me very aware of my age. Let me, before, let me, before we get to that phone call, here. So we got this email from, um, from a girl. I don't want to say her name because she sent us naked pics. But she goes, hey, guys, back when I was 16, I wrote into the show, episode 46, November 2006, a long time ago. I wrote into the show, now that I'm over age 21, I thought it'd be okay to send you guys some naked pics. been listening every week. You've definitely been an influence in my humor and view of the world. Hope you enjoy. She's from Australia. This girl was 16, more accurately, than when she started listening to the show, 2006. Yeah, yeah. Now she's over 21. Doesn't that make you feel old?
2: Time marches on, I guess.
1: It makes me think. So that was, let's see, she's 2006. It's 2007 years ago. That means I was like 33.
2: Yeah, now you're pushing forty.
1: Pushing forty, Have not matured. No, still as much of, of, of an asshole as I was before. Makes me wonder what will happen at forty-five.
2: <laughs> anyway, getting.
1: You want to feel the
2: math? Those girls are really young now that will be turning twenty-one.
1: I mean, it just it's, it's weird to me that these, these children have grown up listening to us on this program. This is going to make you feel very old. Listen to this. See if you can guess who this is. It's kind of an is that gay question, but not really. So I'm not <laughs> going to play the theme music. Okay. But uh, listen to this. This just made me, I, as soon as I heard this, I got depressed. I started looking in the mirror being like, look at this old Jew staring back at me.
5: Greetings. This is Big Mac or Mini Trucker
1: Paul. Mini oh my Trucker God. Paul. For you.
5: It's a gay to have your father call into a podcast to ask if his two Facebook friends are gay because they discuss topics. They
1: discuss if topics are gay or not. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. That's Mini Trucker Paul. Mini father, Trucker Paul. Course. Big Mac. Listen, listen to this. This is from, I don't know how many years ago, maybe 2006, when Trucker Paul used to be an avid listener of the show.
4: A and uh,
1: a caller, and he made his kid, Mini Trucker Paul, call the show. Listen, listen to the just the difference in their in their voices, and in, the, in, in how in you. Could, I mean, you could just tell like he was so young.
5: Hello, it's Mini Trucker Paul. From now on, call me Big Mac, and go to adamandeve.com and type in the entry code Diddle D I D L E for all your in the bed needs.
2: In the bed needs.
5: L&E.com. Shut up, bitch.
2: <laughs> In the bed. The best part isn't his voice; it's just when he says "in the bed needs."
1: So In the cute. bed needs. I like when he says "shut up, bitch" at the end. And how old was he there? Five.
2: I don't know. I mean, literal. people think we're, we're, this is a gag. This, literally, these two calls are from the same person.
1: This is the same kid. And now, now the kid, he's been listening to Sick and Wrong so long. We've been doing this show so long. He's
2: got hair on his chest now.
1: His balls have dropped. His voice is getting deeper. He's going through puberty. He's now he's a sh- He's shagging
2: lot lizards.
1: Yeah, hes I bet you, you know what? I bet you that's going to be a coming of age ritual. Like Jewish kids have a bar mitzvah. I bet yeah. you Trucker Paul is going to take Big Mac to the truck stop and is like, just pick one out, boy. Pick yeah. one out.
2: Don't be picky. Don't be picky. They're all
1: terrible. None of them got any titties. They're all (laughs) flatzos. None of
2: them have have any titties or teeth. Just take the first one that comes along. Tickles your fancy.
1: Now take a shit in that Walmart bag and start fucking. And then he probably gets out of the truck.
2: Yeah, you gotta give him privacy.
1: You know? He probably puts on some Conway Twitty. And then uh, just lets him go.
2: Kanye Titty? (laughs) Kanye titties? Is it so Conway he? Twitty for you youngsters out there? Is a country music star of old,
1: of old. Some Waylon Jennings, just Boxcar lo- Willie. Remember Boxcar him? Willie. I bet you you put some Boxcar Willie, and that that's that's the coming of age ritual for Big Mac. He's gonna fuck a flatso in the big rig, listening to Boxcar Willie.
2: I think C.W. McCall though is the official country music singer of the long haul
1: trucking. Uh, what, what about David Allen Coe? Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. He might be. Um, but anyway, it just as soon as I heard this kid's voice, I almost just want to play a little bit of it again. Like,
5: Greetings, Dean Lance. This is Big Mac or Mini Trucker
1: Ball. It's just insane to me. I just listen to that and I'm like, God, I feel like an old man. You know, you look at this seven years of doing this show. This kid's like growing up to be a man. I'm just still a, a mockery. Did you Aging. answer his question? Uh, is it gay for your dad to call into a podcast and make in what ridicule two other assholes? That are talking making, about gay? Talking days, about gay yeah. things? Yeah, I think it's kind of gay. I think it's gay That's for all gay. of us. I think it's gay for us to talk about this. Um, I think it's kind of gay for us to have been doing this podcast for so long. I actually think it's gay for this kid to call in and ask an is that gay question. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like you're, I mean, if everything is gay, then the question no longer has any meaning.
1: That's, a, that's kind of my point. Okay. Is, is there any meaning to it? I mean, this is like a meta question anyway from, from him. He's like. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's, you know, to, to be honest, I'm impressed with your dad. He does have a pretty cool dad. I could imagine my dad at when I was like six years old. Being like, you should be listening to this. Call this podcast and talk about like and do an Adam and Eve promo. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) I don't think I don't think Big Mac is
2: going to enter a spelling bee at any time soon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I doubt it. But uh, I
2: I would prefer his. I mean, you can grow up listening to cool podcasts or studying words. I think he made the right choice.
1: I bet you though he's going to be an arm wrestling champion at one point.
2: Uh, You and your arm wrestling (laughs) fantasies. Nobody wants to hear about it.
1: <laughs> I guarantee, Trucker Paul has sat Big Mac down and made him watch Over the Top. Don't you think?
2: If you're a trucker, I think you have to do that with your son.
1: I think so. Well, anyway, it's good to hear your voice. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm definitely stunned. You make me, you made me feel quite old. On that note, let's move on to the second call here. Some relationship advice.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Kadoji from Florida. Florida old, man, Because oddly, I need. Relationship advice, which I think both of you can help me out with.
1: Came to the right place there, buddy. Girlfriend
0: just moved in. Sicilian
2: girl.
1: Well, there's your mistake right there. You Did don't you let Brazilian them live with Sicilian? you. Brazilian or Sicilian? What?
2: Do you say Brazilian or Sicilian?
1: I think Sicilian. Does it sound like Sicilian? I don't know. I still think that's the mistake, though, right off the bat. You don't let them move in with you. Unless oh, it's you a hit- mistake. Well, unless you're legally obligated. Like if you're married or you have a child, well, then you have no choice. But if you're single, and just, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend. What are you doing, man? What are you doing?
2: I tell you one thing, though. Bailey Quarters. I would allow her to move in day one. That's, <laughs> oh, that's the one's name. The non-Lonnie Anderson WKRP one. I'm Googling her. And, okay.
0: uh, did a bunch of blow last night. We're talking, you know, later on after the blow wears off, you start getting horny because all the whiskey's coming through you. All of a sudden, uh... You know, we're fucking, we both can't get off, and eventually she just passed out. Well, I'm still, like, rock hard. You know, you get that real edgy feeling of You just got to fucking blow load. You know, it's just depressing because you just got red marks all over your cock from calluses on your hands and shit.
1: Maybe that uh, that 70-year-old Vietnam War veteran should just go get some cocaine. Yeah. Sounds like it might work. I mean, this works Probably for this guy. Probably just
2: give him a heart attack and he would die, though. But <laughs> well, you don't work with your hands.
1: You just type shit. I work with, like, tools. To get
0: some road rash. So she passes
1: out. So he gets, he gets calluses I from jacking her, off.
0: And I pull up, like, you do ball POV porn. And I'm busting like two minutes.
2: And she woke up and caught me.
1: Oh, so See, that, this is why you don't let
2: him move in. They're going to catch you jacking off.
1: They're going to totally. I know. That's the thing. Like, you could spend the night at the girl's house. If she doesn't want to have sex, you could just leave and go home and jack off.
0: they an easier way to come with a girl when you're on a kokai? And for Lance, like in the broads, they're a little ebony and pigment. Uh, how do you explain to your girl that you're just like black girls I mean I'm dating her she's got big titties in her ass well, I'm just confused about the whole thing my wife's just hard boys but uh playing frog, Lance, fucking progressing nicely D, love obscene suits love the podcast thanks guys this
1: guy's a true fan yeah, yeah I'm a big fan of, uh, of all our endeavors I don't understand what was he asking you
2: I think I think we kind of addressed this last week. How you explain jacking off to like, you know, if you're if you're dating a white girl and she catches you da- jacking off to, let's say, Asian porn, and then she says, "Oh, you like Asians?" You know what I mean? Like, is that what you want? Shall we get a breakup so you can date an Asian? And we discussed this the other so week, where you just have to explain that porn yeah, is not the it's, same it's, thing it's, as as our relationship. It's fantasy. Maybe. It's fantasy. it's fantasy.
1: But uh, so what she, he was jacking off the black girls with big titties and she caught yeah. him and she was freaking out about that.
2: Right. Well, that's well, the it, thing. Because here's, here's some advice. Get her to catch you jacking off to some other kind of porn. <laughs> like if you just give your computer, just full of black girl porn and just black girl videos and black girl photo shoots. And you've got black girl porn magazines strewn all over the house and your girlfriend's white. I think she legitimately might feel a little bad about that. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, then, then it's almost just like you're mocking her. You know, I think what yeah. you need to do is, uh, yeah, throw in a couple other, like, uh, maybe an Asian porn mag, maybe yeah. a barely legal. Just uh, this, is, this is
2: kind of funny because now it gives you an excuse to get caught again.
1: Well, I actually think you should, what you should do is not live with her and then, uh, and, and, and then go back home and jack off in private.
2: That ship has sailed.
1: Plus, it sounds like he was watching porn right next to her and jacking off next to her while she was sleeping.
2: Well, he's all fucked up.
1: Yeah, but what do you expect? It's a, it's a, so, so the question you asked me is what's the best way to come after doing blow? You know, dude, honestly, in my experience, you should be thankful you even got it up. I mean, seriously. he got
2: it up and he can't come. I've been in that situation.
1: I know, but uh, with cocaine, usually you can't even get your dick hard. Like, depending on how good the cocaine is. I mean, if you get really good cocaine, then you sometimes can. But, uh, but I, I mean, I've had <laughs> okay. shit cocaine where all I got was diarrhea, and Great. I'm not not what going to be the getting a boner. Asked, though? Oh, so how do you uh, you come? You know what you should do? You should put the laptop on her stomach, like right above her breast, so it's over her face. So then you're looking at the porn while you're fucking her. Don't have to look at her face. Don't have to be reminded, mm. you know, what she really looks like. And you're seeing tits, and you get a nice wet hole. You're gonna come in like two minutes. So
2: you have no real answer, is what you're
1: saying. <laughs> i just, well, dude. How, well, what? What's gonna make it come faster? Getting, getting a hotter, younger girlfriend.
2: I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, theater of the mind as always works.
1: Um, not living with them, I think that helps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can, ch- you know, what I, you know, to try and answer the question for real, you can change the tone
1: of your voice.
2: No. (laughs) Of the situation. Hey, baby. Like, if you're having that, like, sort of passionate, like, uh, affectionate, I guess is the word. Affectionate sex. You can sort of switch into the aggro angry sex mode. That sometimes works. Or vice versa. If you're having the angry aggro sex, you can switch into the affectionate uh, other kind.
1: (laughs) One thing I've noticed though with cocaine, it definitely loosens inhibitions even more so than alcohol. Like once you get a girl that's all fucked up on cocaine, then they get really freaky. So then you're probably going to get the back door action.
2: I was going to say also yeah. switch up holes.
1: So I, th- I think I think you should switch up holes and then you're going to try come and
2: fuck for her up. armpit.
1: Yeah, or depending on how big she is, she might have other skin folds.
2: Titty fucking,
1: which is also a good idea, you know. Um, get some food involved. <laughs> I never like doing that. I find that gross. I've never done
2: it. Yeah. I have yeah. no real no real inclination to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh I hope that helps you out there with your cocaine relationship advice. All right, we got one one last call and uh I'm going to play this one and then uh we'll move on.
4: Hey, Big and Lance. Uh this is Dave from Kentucky i to give a PSA announcement to all your uh, listeners.
1: Public service the, announcement.
4: This past Saturday night, the wife wasn't feeling particularly amorous, so I thought I'd take matters into my own hands. And as I did, I grabbed a bottle of lotion off her little lotion stand
2: there. And, uh, <laughs> you can't use blanket. her lotion. And- <laughs> that stuff costs like 50 bucks
1: an ounce. You know, I remember when I was living with uh, the most recent ex, she would get this shit from Paris that she spent, I don't know what it was, and I don't think I did it like... I mean, I don't think I did it on purpose, but I mean, it was there, felt good. I didn't have any lupiderm or jurgens. I would just use this stuff and I'd been using it and she got so mad at me. I had to go buy her a new bottle, like order it online. It was like $120. How,
2: yeah. You think I was kidding? Yeah. But she's but, going to find out because your dick is going to smell like the stuff.
1: I know, but it was so smooth and soft. I loved it. It's great. <laughs> I didn't even put it on my balls.
4: Each time I had to reapply after about every minute because it didn't have any viscosity. And <laughs> anyway, I finished. That viscosity. Saturday, night, I woke up in the middle of the night with a major burning in my penis. And God. the next day, I woke up and I told my wife, I said, Look at this. The, 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 my dick's on fire. It's burning. She said, Yeah, it looks like it's red and it, it, it really looks blistered.
1: Uh, you know, that's, it's funny to me. When, when you have a wife, she has to deal with that. Because if you have a girlfriend... You, you,
2: you can show her your dick in like a medical way. Yeah, look and she'll this. examine no, it. No, don't, don't. I don't want to do sexy time. Just look at it. It's all fucked up.
1: I know, but if you have a girlfriend and you're like, yeah, there's Damn, like blisters yeah. on my cock. She's like, who are you fucking? You disgusting yeah. pig of a man.
2: Not you know, me it's, anymore, that's for sure. It,
1: totally. I mean, but but a wife's like, yeah, well, I'm going to have to help get remove those blisters, on, shankers off your cock. Shankers? <laughs> what the hell is that?
4: I asked her as a death. She knew what I did, and uh, she uh, told me that the the bottle of lotion that I indeed used wasn't, in fact, lotion. It was a, she had put head and shoulders into a small bottle, and uh, I jerked off with head and shoulders. And here it is on Tuesday now, and now I've got scaling and blistering and peeling on my dick. So just a note to all your listeners, don't jerk off with head and shoulders. Keep it sick, keep it wrong.
2: I'm pretty sure I have, to be I've, honest with you. I've jerked
1: off with Prell, Head and Shoulders. Is good.
2: Conditioner is usually bad. Usually
1: I use, yeah, I've used conditioner.
2: But I, I guess, the, but when you're jerking off with shampoo, you're usually in the shower. So maybe you rinse it off. it off and he did not do that.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I wonder if like, I mean, she, you know, this guy, should almost take pictures and sue uh, Procter and Gamble.
2: Well, he's not using it for its intended
1: purpose. What if he was, what if he was uh, washing his pubic hair?
2: You're supposed to rinse it off. guy's going to tell him.
1: But you could wash you your think Procter &
2: Gamble doesn't deal with this kind of shit every day? They have lawyers that know how to handle this type of fucking schmo.
1: Hey, Kentucky Dave, if you want some representation, Wackley and I have some free time. We'll call up Procter & Gamble yeah. and uh, we'll we we'll you
2: <laughs> We're not in any way licensed to practice law or do this sort of thing in any state of the country. But, hey, we'll just do it. Yeah, I don't, mind,
1: I don't mind doing it, but I want to I cut, though. I mean, what, what do you think? 70-30? 70-us? 70 oh, more than that. What, 80-20? Like,
2: yeah, I mean, in those class action lawsuits, the lawyers get, like, 90% of the money.
1: All right, so Kentucky Dave here. We'll call up Procter & Gamble, and we'll threaten suit, see if they'll settle. But we get 80%, you get 20. And sorry about your dick. Just don't you know, jack off with, like, lotion. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That is or just weird Go in go in raw.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like although jacking off raw is not always a good idea. I had a, a girl explain this to me the other day. Because a vagina is never going to feel like your hand. Oh fuck.
2: That. I've heard this before.
1: No, it's true. I, I don't like, think it's a problem. I think I think you should uh, I think you should use lotion. I think put, a, okay.
2: If you're a, if you're a virgin don't jack off like you know ridiculously frequently using your your hand because then you are yeah you're gonna get with a woman you're gonna be like oh this is odd but if you've had sex before like yeah i know what a vagina feels like i know what my hand feels like i'm good with either one
1: i mean don't don't most people even like if you're just gonna do hand just spit in your hand or something or whatever (laughs) that's a lot of
2: people i haven't like sat around and watched a lot of men jack off (laughs) to be honest with you
1: i remember john Steele would Would talk about jacking off incessantly when we were kids. John Steele said. (laughs) He
2: talks about it incessantly now. Yeah,
1: he's never stopped talking about jacking off. But one thing in particular, I always remember, and I always used to think this was just totally whacked. He told us one time that he had burns on his genitalia because he took, like, Juergen's lotion and heated it up in the microwave. (laughs) <laughs> and then he put it on his dick and it burned his dick. And I was thinking, why would you do that? Like, why would you put the, 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 the juergens in the microwave? And he looked at me and he's like, why wouldn't you do that? And I didn't have an answer for it's
2: him. It's like at 175 degrees. This feels like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is what women feel like. Are, They're fire beasts. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, God. No, like, the woman's vagina is the same temperature as her hand.
1: His cock looks like Freddy Krueger's face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's the
2: problem, and he needs Viagra because he burnt his dick at a young age. I think
1: that's probably, probably what happened. That? Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess stay steer clear of shampoo unless you're in the shower. I don't think it's a good lubricant unless you're in the shower. Uh, people call sick around hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. Yeah, well, we've got to get out of here. I've got things to do tonight. Can't be podcasting all day. Places to oh, be. Oh, People to see. I have a life. You know, it's, uh, it's my friend Lenore's birthday today. I want to wish her a happy birthday here on the show. So she's having like a, a birthday shindig. Nice. I think. Uh, yeah, we're, we're supposed to do it. It's her Where'd birthday. You, her? Um, you know what I got her? It's pretty cool. She's obsessed with that uh, fat tranny that was in Pink Flamingos, Divine.
2: Yes, dead it's, now.
1: So I got this Divine put out a record like in the '80s. So I got a this Divine picture disc I bought on eBay. Um, it, the, the I think it's called "Shoot Your Shot" is the name of the album, which <laughs> well, I don't probably
2: using "Lust in the Dust." Does it have something to do with that?
1: Possibly, but you look at Divine, and that's like the anti-Viagra. It's like the complete opposite of Viagra. Different
2: strokes for different folks. I'm sure there's men that were attracted to Divine.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there I are. Think about that when you're on that tonight. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, before we get out of here, people, uh, you should be listening to the show on iTunes. We say that every week, but we mean it. Just go to the iTunes, do a, the iTunes store, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, and uh, leave us some ratings. You know, I haven't been uh, looking at the ratings recently, but uh, they're always witty. They're funny. And uh, we appreciate that because it uh, helps us uh, maintain visibility for the show and uh, attract new listeners. So uh, we do appreciate that. Also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts, we do have extra larges and larges available right now at the Sick and Wrong store. I've been busy this week, but I plan to get a new t-shirt available in the next, uh, at least next month or so. Uh, but right now, you can go support the show by buying a t-shirt at com slash store. You can also buy t-shirts and Sick and Wrong swag from our Cafe Press store. Uh, finally here, the Sick and Wrong song of the week. I'm going to play a song off of... Uh, off of the Bruce McCullough CD, Drunk Baby Project. Uh, this CD was released in 2002. The song is called Never Trust. The reason I'm playing this is because I just saw Bruce McCullough, who's from Kids in the Hall. Uh, people, if you don't, the young ones, the the young kids out there, don't know about Kids in the Hall. But Kids in the Hall was, uh, what is it, on a Canadian sketch comedy show in the early 90s? Sure. And then it was produced, or late 80s, Five or early 90s. or seven seasons or something. But then it was produced by Lauren Michaels and, uh, from Saturday Night Live. And uh, a couple of the guys went on to be, actually, cast members of Saturday Night Live. But Bruce McCullough was always my favorite kid in the hall. He's the shortest guy. just weird. Uh, even, like, his the, female character.
2: the weirdest. It,
1: all of his stuff was weird. Like, he'd always do uh, just weird songs, and he would do... Um, um, like just those weird short films. Like what was that one, the Sausage Factory? Did you ever see that one?
2: Yeah, or I the don't one think it was called the Sausage Factory, but it was about like
1: sausage. uh, sausages. And then the, the one the, with the
2: guy, the bank guy, that his pen gets stolen. That of my little. pen,
1: yeah. Or, or the my, one of my favorites was the one guy that didn't have any. He was bald, but he worked at the wig store. Has my shampoo arrived? That's great.
2: What about what about the one where it's the kid's twelfth birthday? So the da- Bruce McCall is the dad, and he takes him out to the rock and makes him. And the kid has to watch his dad drink an entire bottle of scotch.
1: <laughs> the, people, you should do a Google That's my search. One. I just watched that one this afternoon. You should do a Google search. It's like a ten minute sk- like skit of, or sketch of being
2: drunk, and of him saying just ridiculous shit to his son.
1: He takes his twelve year old son. It's the, the kid's a real kid. And it's yeah. not even one of, the, one of the other cast members. And, and Bruce McCullough is just getting just completely wasted, wasted just watching his – and the kid's watching his dad just get completely drunk.
2: <laughs> Underneath like a power pylon.
1: <laughs> I wish the rabbi would have done that for me. I think I would, it would have grown your up, life. I think I would have grown up to be a successful man, like a doctor or a lawyer. Um, anyway, I, I saw him on, uh, uh, on this past Thursday. He does a one-man show. And it was just like an hour long. Scott Thompson, actually, the, uh, the, the gay kid in the hall, um, he opened up for him and then he did like a 20-minute set. His set was really funny, too. He had like this like 15-minute anecdote about going to a gay orgy in London where you had to wear boots. That's the only thing you could wear. So he bought this pair of like Prada boots and that's it. And it was in this orgy. It was actually really gross. Um, but it was entertaining. And then Bruce McCullough comes on. And he does this whole bit. And he did this song that we're about to play, Never Trust. And, uh, and a lot of his songs are kind of like these like, jazz spoken word type of songs. He just had like a guitarist up there. Um, he ended the show with a song called Angie the HIV Unicorn, which I couldn't find. So we're going to end it with Never Trust, which is good. So from the album, uh, Drunk Baby Project. People, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with episode 384.
3: Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Never. Never trust. Never trust a man. Never trust a man that says, trust me. Never paint your face with the name of your local sports team. Unless they're playing. Never recycle. Your neighbors will just be able to see what a boozer you are. Never name drop your own name. Never say, hey, I can kill a kid. It's my birthday. Never say, it's my birthday either. If people don't know, then just shut up, Jack. This guy phoned me up one time in the middle of the night. He said he couldn't finish my roof because he lost his tools to his ex-wife. Never trust Never trust a roofer without work boots Never give a blind guy ripple chips to read Never describe yourself as a long-gone daddy With fists of steel and a nose for trouble When the border guard asks what you do for a living Never say you're an actor either Never go to a computer party Never go to a listening party Never go to a couple's party Never, never go out, never go out I knew this cat one time His chick said she was on the pill It turned out the pill she was talking about Was a little round sucker called Advil Never trust Never trust a woman who thinks a dreamcatcher catcher is a birth control device Never trust a man who says he wants to start a family right away. Never have an affair. And when you do, never get caught. And we do have an affair and get caught and admit it and break up. Never say it was for the best. Never wear a wedding dress to another woman's wedding and say, What? This old thing? Never be at a funeral and say, you're next. <laughs> Never never trust never trust a man who repeats himself
5: Hey what's up uh D Simon and Lance Wackerly I don't think I've ever actually said your names This is the fish guy I fucked up my knee I'm at fucking home drinking a half gallon of Maker's Mark because I'm on L&I right now. So, uh, I've had a little bit of time to catch up on what I've missed, and you just said fucking something. God damn it. I'm well, as I said the makers. Oh, you fucking asshole. Yeah, D. You son of a bitch. Oh, I remember. I fucking remember. Okay. D, you seriously need to learn how to say the word Ruin R-U-I-N Not ruin That's that's R-U-N-E Or R-O-O-N-T As I hear you say It really annoys me Sweet fucking lord Please say ruin At least just say ruin One time You've ruined something Not ruined it You fucking dick Jesus
3: Christ Oh Fuck my ass, what else, Sammy?